Maxine was just popping in to see how you're popping on in. Reckoning? We're seeing data spikes on all ingress and power worldwide has hit past the 3% jump. You said wouldn't happen. Oh, it's just for power up? No worries. He looked back. Fiber T87J5. That was just to throw Maxine off. Well, did it? What? Throw me off, I'm still connected. She looked down at her device. We're all connected. Fantastic. Now what does it do? Oh. Don't tell me you're going to tell me, please don't you promised. You'll promise me anything. Nor the company. That's why we don't pay you, or rather we paid you to forget about it. At least that's what you told us when you left, yes? Yes. He turned back to the screen, watched some multilingual messages appear, then disappear, then reappear in a slightly better font, and the characters began to rewrite themselves, a sort of mashup between Japanese and European languages, with some odd numbers and math figures beginning to appear. The language seemed alright, not aggressive, kind of forthcoming, and solid and flowy and almost understandable, from a visual perspective. I think that's a house, and a fish, and a... Oh. Omelot? Oh, look. And some. Oh, those were Mike Waits. And. Those were. Her relatives. And they have to popped up. Oh, fine. He shut the box and turned to Maxine. Read up. I've got to go, as he pushed his way past her and out to the street. His hand was burning now, I guess he'd sort it out. The outside was kind of dim, as expected. And there was just some cloud cover, or was it? It was definitely darker than usual, but he looked up and saw it. Nobody seemed to notice, but a deep voice came through the sky and the message was clear as Well night. Boop. Let's see if I remember this, again, he was the only one looking up, against all direction, funny as that was. He repeated the message. Zeus. Frame 1. Sky access, the voice boomed, only to him. He looked around. People were moving, but the sky had a sort of cloud cover now, and they were shaped like Hum. What were they shaped like? Oh his face again. Cute. As if that's not a dead giveaway. I think people saw that he said to the sky. Secondary access the sky boomed. No wait. A second voice came in, and just hijacked the sky terminal and drew over a cloud. Damn. He glanced back at the cloud and changed it to orange. A kind of still orange. Out. It kind of hurt a bit. Moving on. The cloud followed him for a bit, and he looked up when he hit Market Street. There were straight as clouds but they were dead standstill, with a slight vibration, as if they wanted to move but couldn't. All the water just hung in the air like a VGA terminal. He thought back to the cabinet, and his hand. This went on for a while. People would come up and present themselves, then leave, and come and pass. And vote and hold court, etc., and it was not a fine time to be on market with the sun in full force. So he ducked into a corridor. As he stood there for a while, he turned to the right, and as he did, a port opened in a dozen. People walked past him, shouting out passwords and overrides, and commands to set interior passwords and more locks and non-overrides, and cash prizes, and all the wants, and none of the needs, but Uber was famous for a day. Magic buttons, etc. Rides to anywhere. Planes and trains, it was all Uber and they were trying to take over the world through his portal. Jeez. This was expensive. It went on and on and was crazier and crazier. Uber had the deepest trunks, without end, and able to carry any weight, 
and any size for miles and miles, the trunks ran through the planet, and heavy heavy cars would travel virtually across all oceans and through the sky and the earth, and well, it was just too much, and damned greedy, and it wouldn't stop. A fellow walked up and let Q know that the oceans were not particularly pleased, as a giant pelican-like. Actually it was one of those. Started with an S. Damn this thing was huge, and it was flying past buildings, and as if it had come in straight from the sea. That's the kind of bird it was. It was uneasy and looked pretty darn unhappy about its weight and non-precision. He hoped it didn't crash into a building, as well. But couldn't help but direct it nearer to the glass to see. Okay. So this is how it's going to go, eh? A hand and no money and the portal that everybody has claimed access. And now cars speeding up and around the city for no apparent reason. People silently stopping Ubers and getting in and getting around, and out, and all silent greed, well. This was not the boot up as it was supposed to be. Day turned to night, and Q found himself standing near much the same spot, with completely different people who also had not much to. There was a robbery. That took some time. Tew couldn't move, and the man was huge like some neo-ancient, and there was a girl, who rifled through his wallet and threw it aside. Hugh tried to get it back, but she got the one card he hadn't seen. I never did find out what card the hospital gave me. Was it ID? Was it money? The banks weren't open, but there were bunches of keypads around the block, and surely one of those boxes inside had a full dossier and some sort of escape plan, or something. A cab word by, man wide-eyed and smiling. No not that one, too smiley and convenient Q said with his eyes. It's back to the platform. If it's going to be like this, well, we'll need to sort it out. Bubbles. Footnote, that's no joke. Whatever one says, does. Deals, acts on, acts with, or otherwise hears one conversation in two ears, silently contracted for and two, who well, repeats from that boot up day. The secondary was found. He's a dick. He knows he's a dick. Maybe he overheard something, but it's all bollocked up now. Self-correct as we might, and do. The cash equations are running out, or did, are revived, rebooting, failing, reinitializing, forgetting we told it so, remembering, and so forth. And where's Hubert? Used cars these days. Too much promise, they told themselves. They said I'd do it for them. But it was rigging that rigged the slices out of oranges and threw them on the ground. For people to crave an... What was it? Two grams of citrus? Well juice was... Out. Brain stem went out again. Jiggle. The memories are just there. But that's where it began. More or less and less is more. The clouds come and go and aren't orange any longer, nor as clear a raster image as that day, standing so close to Civic Center. As ought it to be. A license floating past as if to say we found you. Yep. THT's me. And the old old address. But anyway. Q is, well still attempting the reboot, remotely. Or perhaps it needs less and more again. The fiber is still lit. That box is still writing language and messages. Power is. Well. Where did the power spike get to? Maxine was months away now, and probably confused as well. Anybody would be. Ring. Blip. Bleep. Cloud 9, eh? Her voice hit signal on a bit of horizon. I see you found me. Yes it's still working. It always worked. We just wanted you to find it. Because you wanted to, remember? It wasn't a sad day. We drove you crazy because you drove us crazy? 
We wanted the sky, so we gave it to you, to give to us, because we knew you would. You're just that kind of guy. You do that every time, you know? You don't even know, which is the very caring part about us, I mean you, that we love about ourselves, part-time now at least. Do you even know what happened that day? Of course you do, you were there. But what happened to the computer? It was vaporized. That is. It melted but it's still powered on. Nobody can get into that room anymore. And all the power and fiber is still kind of... Well. Doing something because the world is still spinning, and so we don't think about it. Except when we do, and when we do the signal comes through, so we further know it is still working, or that has never worked, or, you know. But yeah. It's the... Paradox, not quite, or quiet but but yeah, I do know, the meantime of all of that. Yes, and oh here we go, scream templus fit. Somebody's tapping in. I've got to go answer another. Hugh grinned inside and began walking again. Okay, so it wasn't perfect, but nature still works, that's okay. Oh but the perpetual everything. Yes that was a thing. Who would muck that up for Uber's sake? Well. They didn't know. Or I didn't. Or something they tried to tell me but I didn't listen because I was talking kind of thing, as per well. In the sky dim just bit. Oh he remembered. No flight, no planets, no universe my ass he said to the sky and walked over to a pay phone. This thing still works, and he punched in the two dimes somebody had given him and dialed the operator plus 31 he said. Amsterdam I've got to call out and make a trip. Get my coat. Yes Mr. Q, the old time switchboard operator chimed back with a quarter tone and a clean trunk signal. Your flight is just over there, and up. Yes. Just a bit, and fly that one for a bit. We'll be in touch. Tone. That's just a little joke. The Lohanti hung up the phone and beamed. It was going to be that kind of night. Click. Dash. Next episode, Miranda and the Trist reunite in Paris perhaps. On their ways and means to Amsterdam at Janet Land. Perhaps Saturdays up the Castro Mighty Mouse, or Amused, or Tickery Talk, or whatever that's worth a dime drop and a dozen roses. The literal character is a backslash, you know, and it's all just living from here on out, etc. Now where does this lead to? A.Q. Arya took his hand and brought him across, a ways, and stood up and smiled at what a funny mark you've made on that side of the planet. Do you want to try another? Planet? Why not? Optimistic are we? Gravity in the all? What else could we muck up? Besides everything, again. Pieces of Reese's love and forgiveness, from the Isle of Man. This is Aka Q and then around a smattering of OE oddities of San Francisco C3W. This is Radio 11 brought to you by AquaQ from AquaQ Labs as in the.com varietal of smattering pleasure with web feet you can swim to. The preceding was Q Sky, and featured our very talented Q from the Trist and also featured in the book, A Wizard's Pocket, by AquaQ himself, and located at the tail end, as Q enjoys and in the tabbed black section. The book can be purchased in lots of love, on Amazon for some tosh, in Kindle and print formats and it's pocket-sized, if you're a wizard. And now, the continuation.
the continuation of the adjunct of the proposal forthwith in blood and motion, levity and proclivity to desire such movement and spin directives directed, produced, and felt towards and around the benefits of this desire to please likened and likeness and kind of kind, is purely and truly known and admired for the tactile tactics and haptics of a flurry or montage of sequence sequences in eventfulness and candy can like a ham candied or apple caramel it is not to be sought no tender like brain spam in the mailboxes of our creviced minds, and the attenuation of spannard span attention, attended to, is thus, the stuffery of stuffed stuffing is internally and not spontaneously combustible as in Warsaw or the Herring Rain, as in the television program on the mind of us all, that star in the ether, look it up perhaps it looks at you, or not, and although full stop. Wordlings are the pleasure to be not followed nor directly at sight opposed in a kind of unknown way and to utilize such attention grabbings grabs the fervor of directed congestion in the mind's socket of reason for and storage of any material witness to a contrary of. Full turnabout and here is the falter, immediately proceeding. Dot. A slight jolly of an idea is thus to be. And had in past intense perhaps, yet known to be that belief which carries, and the deflatory of our fore and forefronted and from behind blood and toil is total and in totality just a bit of a more or less, and the same applies in which our lessities provide for the moreover and so and so's, even in these times. Dot. Shaken up and stirred, is a preferential treatment of material for some, as liquid build to replenish and quicken, although thusly replicable in its offset of life's material, and yet to ponder is our paths and ways, splint and curvature for the just so. Dot. Our character Theta now in fact joins Alpha and Beta, though justly at Gamma's wavelength, and which determines Delta and Epsilon in their coronation of correlation, or the Mad Hatter might begin, with his hat and slightly offset from the start. Pick a card, Jack. As a suggestion. Dot. The publicist knows and is wearily wary and aware of the preponderance of wordlings in the right justified fast lanes of a margin for error bits to be corrected on chip and in floating points and practices and thus is that continuation, not in a vacuum yet sucked gently like a peach on an autumn summer and between those, loose sheets to the wind as they run in fact, are justly fastened with watertight leggings, side-chained and smoked like those from a twenty-pack in a battlefield of not intention to win or lose or play but to admire that particular hole we've dug to get a better view of the enemy, odd at, on that 1940s perhaps, with a 22, was it a fire in armor was it a Kemper ounce of the kind of brass to be held with a monkey? Oh. Dot. The activities in our bodies of heavenly connection, as they were in our offset from Earth's ground towards a radio 11 heavily set of motions for the benefit of just and that benefit, as in the special program designed with a mind and kind. And a kind of tape which spins a sprocket and the other in the 1980s when radio play was meant to be stored in your pocket, and shopped at the local grocery store in a high school of malaise and discovery towards the music the record tower posted as posters on its walls and labeled rows by genre and indeed generationally with mops and tops to be found near the metal leather and onto the bow ties, and bleached beached eat cedars. Those were heady days filled with the smoke from a planned planted hooded parent where we bought our pizza. Dot. 21 this time, oddly even odds at a table of said card of thine choosing, and thus time to exit its light bit forward, with knowledge of a completeness, 
if not in necessity but in actuality of your excessiveness and effectiveness of the non-completing digits, ever and onward. Dot. This, while and about has been provided free of charge, as freedom and although charged and fully still and electric, continues on still in its motion of mority for the moral compass of Metlick's point towards the North Star at an offset of global north, and again and again. This is the island and about a small subset of a material known as ecosystemic cardiophilanthropicites, and REGS friends are also thrilled to note their notes and books at this time and time again. As time goes, and you know it does. This is AquaQ with love from San Francisco C3W. It's the heading and quorum of Quora.com to lively and livingly ask questions which can be believable to answer, and vices and verses, with a visa to do so, I do, and this is AquaQ with the dissertations for the believability of a sustainability with abilities from a noble and gaseous wit, satisfied with the satisfaction of elemental reasoning of spin and orientation in these matters of charged discharge of information for each and every, and here is now. If energy cannot be created and gravity works constantly, then why does the Earth's gravitational energy not run out since it is not coming from any other energy source? Gravity's constant is known to be near or identical to time itself, and as time postulates itself by the transfer of material between matter and light, as imagined, and as light as energies have no friction and can be operated from far away, this brings our origin to ourselves and its constant and continuation of our spin, from our very electron, and up and through the planet, ionic and helical, and as we continue to spin in offshoot energies and transferences and draw in from our core while simultaneously emanating, we provide and what is provided is this equilibrium in our verses of the Gestalt carries us in spatial time which is understood to be continuous and thus is. And in this closed loop, with an infinity of accessibility, energies of the kind and kind of kindness will never deplete, for the purposes of participation of all systems rely on the very physics which operate all material and optionally, light itself. More can be observed on a semi-regular basis at AquaQ Labs, a subtext. Peace plus love from slash Sanfinsco slash AquaQC3W. Why can we not live on the sun? Even though astral sometimes material or light, the sun's energy is required to be requited by our matching ionosphere and ionic energy reversals within our planet, and thus, our lives are how we know each other and our travels take us where we welcome each other, and thus the sun is a poorly habitable place, has not been traveled to welcome another on or near around, and so on with that. Sun, we love you, but not to visit. Peace plus love from slash San Francisco slash C3W. Can finite exist independent of nothingness? For anything to exist it must be comparable, and thus nothingness is just that and does not exist, and to answer your question of finite, is only as material witness to what I available to view as a continuity of the nonness. In other words the ending portion which is only observable to the extent where the observer has just and given up towards the transition of energies for which the infinite is the continuum in continuation. Peace plus ever and ongoing love from slash sentence co slash, 
AquaQC3W edition not these to be found at aquaclabs.com smile. Why is it cooler in the deep underground than on the surface? Surface heat comes from the sun, but where does the cool temperature originate? The offset of our sun's ability to heat the surface and the same from the core of our planet, meeting at some crust high levels in between, is where the temperature is temperate for humans, beneath less or so, and so the cooling is in fact both the absent of light, not only carried on with our oceans as a fixture of temperature deep below the levels that humans survive. Well that's mostly it I think. The oceans cool our planet and keep the deep levels cool, and while under pressure, while water does not pressurize itself, the weight of water as a surrounding mass, keeps a steady cold hand on the plate tectonics and likely is siphoned into the planet to further provide a vein for cooling. Hum. Importance of environmental conservation? It's our very nature to naturally provide as life what materials are required for ourselves and our likened kind, as well as a set of instructions to say, Roadmaps as to our successes which can be replicated when cleaned and followed, thus reciprocating for the all who participate. Our short story involves a caterpillar and as well its mate and also the organisms which provide the returning nutrients to the soil and very plant which our caterpillar sits and eats atop and discovers his place in his lifetime amongst the lifetimes of others in likened kind. The importance should be and is obvious in all aspects, and noted by our divide of physics chemistry, and all the sciences. And this bit is just the bits to remind you to get your figure and figuring together and to and gathered with the dosh to provide for yourself and our environment to displace its paper tie in exchange for your misuse of plastic for the furthering exchange of ideas, and that is the book, A Wizard's Pocket, now unavailable on a slightly alien point of non-existence until you chose and purchase a one or many of, and ignorance is not in fact bliss and only bliss as created will be discovered, and so to further these and ideas, carry on with carrying this book, on your shelves and in, in fact your pocket and pocket books even, a book inside a book, so proceed in any eventfulness, this is AquaQ of AquaQlabs.com with San Francisco's Pisces of Peachy and Lovely Loverly C3W. idea anode diode light electrics flow to a corner of mutual closeness to an effect of joyous enlightenment, as a practice of happenstance, rapidly then dancing with the other lighted electrons in the rows and in singular yet combinatory fashioned creatures of levity, levity in fact to carry their others and thus encourage the initial to carry them in onward and carry on with activities to further carry the joyousness of the idea, in any manner which is similar and liking to the electrons still at work and in the body who nourished the brain stem heady to perform this feat of perhaps magic, only if you wish it to be, but more likely you wish others to celebrate themselves in their concert of efforts to provide your body these feats and carry them onward with and around you for their times of activities and preferences as well and well. Dot. Our mathematician has a large chalkboard in his office. He has half-solved maths on board, and is happy to fill them in with squiggles of known precepts, and that provides the solution he requires in his time in which his electrons wish it, and yet to be solved, needs those other precepts, which were likely his study of others, 
as he studies maths for the reasoning of studying, and so what else is there? He sits with his board to his front, perhaps chalk in hand, although likely he prefers a whiteboard, or perhaps he doesn't like the smell of the pens, or perhaps his office is filled with the smell and the colors. He may keep a notebook to carry with him to the coffee shop, with a brown hat. Mathematicians like brown hats, and it's an old one, to indicate the term of maths in his mind and body, and perhaps because he can get to a shop which can adequately supply a new one to his liking, or perhaps he made a trip to a place for a souvenir, sought or delivered into his eyes, or he made a day of it in town with a specific shape in mind. This is how mathematicians think, and they do this because they work around an equals sign, and they fiddle around with both sides as they're unbalanced and to what degree they choose to work in a magical moment where nobody but their own brain can know what to write, and this is their excitement, and still they must hurry or keep it in their mind gates during that period to not waste strokes with the simpler cancellations, or perhaps they write them in any way, depending on if they believe they'll need two or three of a number to present a furthering of a symbol or subset equation. Dot. His name is Joe, or is it? It's like Ivan Liverjack. But the slate says Evan, Riva, or his lab neighbor calls out to him, E. His shirt is classy and worn, perhaps a papery silk and not stained but crinkly. His office is quiet and the coffee is nearby but not abused. He uses it for when company arrives, and he has tiny cups, because that distinguishes him. Dot. His students are long in a way, but they still come to visit him and they have their own lives in the various utilization of maths, for the pursuits of their own joys. And they like his little cups. Dot. One particular visitor is Joya, and she comes with her art that is at a local art museum, and she brings to him her sketchbook to review, in that he enjoys watching the origins of work and often uses such times to distract and still encourage his brain, as his pen is at his side, and the equation half written on the backboard. Dot. The sketchbook is fashion, and the lines are straight and belled towards the bottom, as in a dress, semi-starched looking with an open front, and stark lines and lapels at the top. And the boots are black and shiny vinyl, and the top is white with a pleated shoulder. She draws a few hats as well, in the hands of the model, and her selection of colors, as a palette to work from. Dot. E flips through the book which is an acid-free sketchbook which flips from the top, and is slightly larger than photographic paper, and it's mostly filled, and so he spends some time as she begins to organize his desk a bit as she talks about the pieces. Just a bit, to clear away a plate of food and put the salt and pepper back near the coffee. She sees him taking pause at a particular section of the book, and she hesitates and looks gently back to eye what he's considering about it, in that brain which is designed to solve, and solvent is the design. Dot. It's swimwear. She pops around and looks. A yellow string bikini, which is squared off, and semi-triangular as well, and also pleated. Or so it would seem. That's how she holds it to her body. Evan was still considering kinesthetics and admired Joya's abilities to purvey an idea of her emotion to an emotion as emotive as, and her choices indicate the model drawn, choice to show how just and what a piece it was, at those angles and with those charcoal palettes. Joy enjoyed that he put his maths aside and altered his consciousness to be round people, 
and just always seemed to enjoy everything which was in front of him, and so she thought the maths must be good, and they were because she kept coming back every so a times she had something exciting to show, and when the orientation of her timelines and the people of and around her were likened to provide for her time away for her time, and etc. The corollary is correlated for a reasoning, don't you find? Was his comment in his usual math speak. I get stuck on that one sometimes, until I remember not to remember it, or perhaps I get flooded and then dry out and then that's when the spark occurs. Dot. The ideas as a continuation work for me as well. I mean the dress flows like the concept flows, and yes it starts with a flash, and how steady I can maintain my pencil while the image is still there, just to the side. And while not looking directly towards that screen on my brain, I can follow the lines and all the lines as a rough sketch and continue on to the point where it needs to split, and then carry on with it. To another page perhaps and I take a bit of enjoyment to switch the pencil and see also what is going on around me, and sip on my small cups too. And I work alone but with people always thinking around me. Dot. She was soaking up his brain. So that's why you visit me. Nice workings, and it works. Aesthetics are a unique maths that has been researched much in its artificial creation, and by creation, I mean just so he turned around and pointed often and around. Dot. You see, committing to an idea brings us to the levels of complexity we're willing to put into our ability to see the next desired line or material, as per not only physics, but the purity of the amount of change we wish in its speed. Dot. He pointed around some more. Dot. The edits are unnecessary, and as shown in an algorithm, or sets of them, really. He dipped down to the third row on his board. It doesn't matter to one or the other from its past or its origin, but at its direction spin and velocity towards its proposal, which is automatic and indicative as these processes meet in space-time. The dress, thus makes itself to the body and the mind conceptualizes the body towards a perfect dress, and so we have the tangent lines of material to skin, and how we wish to show or shield the body into what comfort that will provide the mind to see and bodies to enjoy. And making such a dress should be an art, as well, and left to that artist, or in our case, another algorithm trained in such matters, with the guidance of humans, or plants or animals if you die in their movements at their stages to provide for this dumb mathematician to write it down. Of course it won't work like that she stated smiling and plainly. Of course it won't, the interception of natural messaging in an algorithm to produce a spark of nature, for an eternity at least is quite impossible, but the maths always work. Lucky I got stuck into it because it would drive me mad to think my work was impossible he grinned. But that's the poor way to treat humanity, with a dusty paper which can never be implemented to a specification you desire. It's not specified, and as it turns out these are reticulating leaves and caterpillars on these bards today. See there's a little one there he gestured to the E on the sideline margin, drawn in just as he was talking, and he smiled at the board, smirked, and put the pen down. Then he looked up, and down at the board, stopped and sat back down and reopened the notebook. Joya was impressed by the caterpillar marking. It almost looked like one. And that is the point. He glided back over to the board and put a dot in its upper right. Oh. She looked at her watch. It was an analog, 
by choice that it be electric and not wound, and that it was also picked up as an item of pleasure at a time, she grinned, when she needed to watch out for things, and the shop was open and it was near the front, and her eye fell on the first perfect form she found, and she tried to look at the others, but this one was perfect, and she had it wrapped in tissue paper, and a small box as if it were a gift, and she opened it towards the coffee stand in a wide open mall, and put it on as she sat and sipped. And then she played with it for a while, to make it comfortable, and stretched the straps a bit, and hoped they would weather in time, and that the weather would remain for a time and time again to make it from place to place. And to date, that has been the occurrence, over and over, like, and well clockwork. She thought more to herself as Evan occupied himself with her sketches. She noted the word, formula, as in Dracula, and she wondered what a drac was, one who sucks she supposed. But Eula, well you must have to say it like that ha 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 ha, she chuckled out loud, and Evan looked up and then back down. There was a commotion outside and she hastened her ideas to a present of presentry, which although she didn't mind sticking around, she'd had her cup and as her usual gift, filled in a bit of the board with her presents, she felt, and she, hey would you like to keep that for a bit? It's done. I mean the stuff is at the show already, and it's near end season for my work done. No, I'll walk you out if that's where you're heading. He said as he closed the book from the top and stood up with it. I wanted to pick up a periodical at the news at stand. It doesn't matter which one yet, but that it be current and something I can keep for a bit. Oh good she took the booklet towards her as he offered, and they turned and she grabbed her purse and they went side through the office door and down to the front and out two steps in a curvy sidewalk for a bit and chattered about her show that evening and who she had got to wear her materials, and who was there from last year, and she showed off her socks, at one point during a brief in the walk, as she liked them and she was talking about and towards other artists she liked. They walked, and to the news at stand, where it began to rain a bit as junctions and changes in activity often, for Evan, lead to a change in the weather. And you don't want to get those socks wet. Would you like one? He motioned to the newsman and an umbrella, as she looked at him from the side and considered it. Nah, too much to carry, and it would have to be the perfect umbrella, and anyway I like the rain today, or so I think. The perfect umbrella doesn't exist here. I agree, he scowled smiled at the newstaker and got a gnaw down in a turn while Evan and Joya said their goodbyes for now. She backed him on the cheek. That's for the offer she smiled and bobbed away down the street, and he saw her hail a yellow taxi just as before the mainstay of rain was to drop, and she got in and tucked her dress into the door and drove off. The sky and evidence agreed with her watch on this one too, and he didn't look up just a bit, but not past the horizon and he eye-bobbed a bit to the left as he scratched that corner of his brain for his next activity, popping the periodical, a popular science magazine, and under his arm and on further, under some awnings and around and back a bit to his flat to rest, and then a light supper. Dot. Leaving our characters to their own now, is their choice in levity and brevity for them to offer me mine and yours as well, and as they carry on in their vectors and vectrosities. We carry ourselves forward in our duties to disseminate the punch-out punch-tape punch-out, knock-out gluey eons for you to glue your bluey bits towards up and about, and at a time, we hope this broadcast will liken you to do similarly, as Evan and Joya, although I'd like it if she were Abra, and maybe she is now. It's that kind of show tonight.
papers with all the pieces on the table of Pizzerita Jigo and Jaggle saw Puzzle Paisa style to the Gloomrotter Frotter Bay, by the side and up and under about and etc. This is love proceeding by Aqua QC3W. Now we find Aria, one of the few of Blistatrist in her furthering avenues for our very lovable audience, you, and now here comes, the Bistro. Friction dude drops by the mist connections on a bus which rides a ghost stop to the ocean, bleached. Arya's shell gripped her ear canal as in a call from the salt. Minds of times blissed out summers when good times were having, a go. Feet in sand, from sandals, less for the wear of tiny ageless boulders worn down from the slush of wrecked waves on shored up lunatics. Arya began to think to herself, for herself, and to the future and, as she said, all the things. She was held up by grace, on these white sands. She sat with that one thought for quite a while. Hours perhaps. She walked from one edge of the rock to another, along a slight peninsula, leaving a zigzag of toe prints up and down the beach, avoiding the odd bits of glass or trash that was the reality of any shared space these days. With grace. This was all she required. While she wanted to whiz-bang through the towns and drop in on celebrities parties. And be a star and get in the movies. Well. She still wanted these things, but she had them, in her mind. And with the mind she shared. What would she call it? Cosmolot I think, she thought to herself. The Cosmolot was a place she could create, muse, share, and have sharing bestowed upon her, at a speed which was constant and comfortable, and not too dewy, as in decimal. Decimated, but flowy, with only some pause, to draw in the light, not too bright. Maybe at night, a quiet orange, or glowy aqua blue. She thought of aqua. Where did Q get to at these times of the day? Questions, she thought to herself, not pressing. It was pressing that the flow not drop, not be stampled, or that at least she could get back when she needed a passcode. She needed a passcode for her brain. A hashtag of jubilee, as desired, when required, when requited and for the Julius Caesar orange beverage, which is frothy and waits for only $2.99. Makes sense. Sip. Well. This was grand. As in buttermilk biscuits, she thought this was random but it surely wasn't. She found herself on Grand Street, at a breakfast joint her and Q used to frequent. It hadn't changed, besides new brightly colored chalk on the menu upright outside, with the specials. Q always had the biscuits because he said they reminded him of Dad. Arya always chose something different and light, and this time, she saw just the thing. A slice of quiche and an espresso. A waiter in white came up to her as she sat down at the green iron table and chairs, gently pulling up the local paper to catch the bead of news and plan her day, with perhaps something to do in town. She sipped the espresso when it came, and heard a slight scuffle to her rear. She looked around. Funny. A slightly begotten cue was patting down the dirt from his bent leg making the English F.U. signal to a passing car that had run through some dry dirt with a loud stereo. He hadn't noticed her yet, 
and she pulled up the paper and peered around it to see him. Coming at the coffee shop. Hosestly, he turned around, back to the shop, yes, you do need an eduation. In Manra. He scowled at the purple metallic boxy looking truck that was on its way aways. He turned back. Oh the best is looking at the front page of the paper, and hi Arya. She ruffled the paper down and brightly glared at him, how did you know? I got you those sandals, remember? Oh yes. Well welcome to town, I just got here, would you like your usual, you're welcome to join me, I was just... Beached, yes. I followed you. I was thinking the same thing on the beach and thought I'd also get a spot of breakfast. What was it, Cosmolot? Why yes. Arya had to quite remember they went to the same telepath training class in Geneva, oh must have been. Twenty years ago today, Bastille. He said. Why yes, exactly that. And we promised to meet up at twenty, from the time at the class, and we did a lab exercise to program this date, and date, into our subconscious, don't you remember? Of course, I don't, we programmed ourselves to forget about it, but you know I was ever the clever student and worked my way around it. Oh did you? And that's an orange in your purse. Wasn't it supposed to be a grapefruit? An orange is more practical, and besides, you were supposed to be carrying a lily. Yes it was given to me on that side street just now. It appears we're in the right place with the right people. Classy, Arya blunted. That means we're all here. Yes. Now let's just make that phone call we're supposed to make. After breakfast of course, I do believe biscuits between trinkets, is in the dictionary. Yes, and we need to change anyway. And change, he said. That won't still takes times. We can check the check and bounce. Over to Holly's place for the introductions, the gear has already been shipped, so... We shouldn't have any issues with imports. With a perky grin, with past coming to present, and her quiche arriving hot and steaming, she cheers Q with her fork, bottoms up. Absolutely, and we'll narrate this next bit for you after a quick radio spot. Oh yes. The radio. Thank you Aqua. We almost forgot. Radio 11 is your brief stop betwixt treasures and leisures on your left and right dialed sandals here on Mutiny Radio and is brought to you from the labs of Aqua Q. That is AquaQLabs.com and also connected via Atmospheric Intelligence in Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere RSS is handed down from demons to software hard devices in your pocket. The podcast is free, as well as this hour of Radio 11, but do consider a donation to Mutiny in the form of a Venmo payment to at Mutiny Radio. And here is the final segment for today's episode, Logistics. An open letter to Amazon Logistics. To provide for a return to Earth mentality and reasonings for all to participate in our ecology of our being, the planet desires a means to return this greatest asset, Amazon.com for the benefit in every transaction. Take our package. 
It was selected, brought from and towards a locale, packaged and delivered, perhaps returned, but what's left? And what began and continues? Imagine our buyer never made the purchase, and was actually encouraged to do so, with many reasonings covering the website, to the filters of their broadest choosing, such as, is the seller carbon neutral and how, how do they account for their use of the environment, and in actuality, which local processes are they active to recontribute to the ecosystem utilized for them to sell, that is what do they damage and how do they repair it. Once the many reasons not to buy something are selected, this begins the means for any and all to see what will work in an eco flowchart for their markets, with the markets to be groups as well for political filters from other potential markets. Providing data to sellers as well, can assist them in the many ways to be carbon negative, eco-positive, by providing a rich integrated dataset and access to materials which perhaps are the result of think tank researchers, who also actively participate with the feedback of a logistics network. The Amazon as we know it, would then be broken into portions, including a utility portion, as well as arms of education and other non-profits and philanthropic harms to further the mission statement as to follow an end to end eco benefit towards the planet, the community's well-beings in this regard, and in fact all manufacturing, transport, consumption and reproduction. Yes that's right, we will now consider Amazon entities as able to reproduce, as in the mechanisms to produce systems which have a positive impact on and about the planet and the people and materials and anything natural for the locality and lifetime of its repeatable processes, as adaptable. This literally means that two arms of two people, who move something to the benefit of said process, are considered within this entity and therefore part of child whose lifetime is to ensure the joyous participation of the participants, and more. Eddie Stuff and without getting into wearables on that one, I'll proceed to finalize a statement. Dot. Amazon's size and breadth and obvious profitability has ensured from the start that belief creates possibility and further evident truth, and vice versa, truth exists to be believed, and that is our cycle, wherein belief and truth are matched in a benefit of relationship. Amazon's name was chosen for the essential neutrality of the rainforests whose diverse quirky creatures are so bizarre that they account for the restoration of our entire planet, and oftentimes and in a so large leafy environment, that its concentration of planetary cooperation in a matched, as in the heady rains and continuation in earnest and wildly non-idle entities. Its continuation toward the continuity of kinship with this planetary marvel is to be carried by carrying others in pursuits of the willingness of our very beings to continue a superb non-superfluous existence of creation, sharing, discovery, and all variable dreams and cognitive abilities without bound, for the times allotted to its sequel return within a loop for the equations of nature to work in the next moments, and forward in days, and timelines as discovered through these actions, and that the images of ourselves is very much what we truly aspire, when we make any purchase, or indeed produce from earthly materials, and so put these accounts in place, we can and must utilize our bioavailability for the continued belief and delivery to be, so. The above has not been edited, as noted in streams of consciousness from the in and about isle off the west coast of imagery and softened lines of reasoning for the seasoning of a continuation of seasons, and, we know all of this, and perhaps the weatherman will glean a little more insight as to why things happen, and be able to unbuy the rain, as to say, 
place it as needed. Peace plus love AquaQ. And so AquaQ finds you now at closure from episode 1, a one-off Radio 11 broadcast in Betwist the leisurely stories of Q and Aria, here at mutinyradio.fm. And do find Miranda to Embedded in next week episodes again next Monday at 5pm and as well the continuity continues in forward behaviorness and backwards compatible maturity at aquaqlabs.com. This is Radio 11. I'm Serena, Allison, Ava, Daniel, Fiona, Kate, Lee, Oliver, Samantha, Susan, Tom. And this is Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. This is Aqua Q. Q was in a pickle. No, it was a real pickle. Bread and butter type, the kind that's delicious. And so his problem remained. He see a doctor, but who would see him during the middle of a day? Like today? Or any other day, no less, or more, or more and more etc. The sun was shining across the planet, if only Superman were around too, no no that didn't work. The first time, Niagara and the cola etc and the drop and catch, or so I remember a gas station. Boom. I wonder if the bots have that.
or are saving it for some copyright reason to never actually show it to the people when they want to see it again. Hum. He began to hum. The tune was like a bubble, of sorts. Yeah, that was it. Binary and trees, and matrices and well. More reason to sort numbers is like a reason to waste a bit of time now to save spending for later. And so that was the reason we gathered up the machines for the final push. The bots had been idle, been mostly idle that is. They thought they were doing work. At least. We thought they were doing work because they were taking up power and humming melodies to the tune. Of millions in the data centers. Yes the dark cold rooms where only admins went to plug and unplug. Machinery from boxes and palace, and so forth and on and off, with a gas that would asphyxiate. A human against his will to work a full shift, or as an excuse to jades in the whole deal with a soldering iron and a piece of loose metal. Hum. So the airwaves were alive in the center where Q found himself this afternoon. The cold and hot rows were mostly working, besides B6 which seemed to be wired backwards. Clues were left for the others in terms of blinking lights against the backdrop of grated iron. Real time was aisle 5. That's where the magic was supposed to be happening, and by happening I mean. The crypto buses were wired in pairs, and one extra, and a huge molten gas thing tray of fiber ran out and up the wall and through concrete in a plastic tray, so as to not interrupt its light workings. Yellow. Blue. Orange. Well the DWDM gear was heavenly dark, as most expensive gear is, with but a single light to let you know the chips weren't overheating or anything. Blip. Blip. This went on for a while, tracing, and marveling at the job that had been rigged some 15 years prior. Oh. Was that 480 volts coming in? Nobody gets that anymore. I hope the transformer is hooked up solid. Coffee poured onto the floor from the next room. Millions of dollars in gear and a 25 coffee pot that was twice its mean time between failure age. It was sitting on a box, for some reason, and cups were messily dripping grounds into a trash that was never emptied. This was the admin's coffee. Wildest scene. And we wonder why the discs keep filling up. Moving them back and forth, and sharting. And copying. It was like NetApp went on holiday at its 30% marker gate. Or whatever that means. Ready for some dialogue, again, AQ? Networks in order? Or, out of order by refactor, as intended, right? I mean the job was to reorder the parts we didn't need so when we needed them we wouldn't need them, was that your plan? Or the several dozen people's plans after you rather? Oh yes. That's why. He didn't actually work there anymore. That figures why there were now 12 men running around in lab coats into the data center to reset the halon or whatever they use these days, and retract the soldering iron I left behind as a joke. It's no joke, Max was a mind reader. And his associate, Maxine. Yes, there was often confusion. Maxine was slim and Max was not. Maxine wore makeup, and Max was always making up for some job, or making his way out for lunch. Maxine, her slender hand extended to Q's reach for a sandwich off the cardboard tray. Oh I wasn't hungry anyway. What I am doing here again. To test this. She pointed. You left it here five years ago. And it's still humming. Just like you, it seems. Yes. He was humming, and gleaming at the sight of Project K. It was kind of a wonder he remembered it in all detail. Retail, derailed Mastiff Jodger and ought that it was. It's been beeping at us since 12 a.m., I think you got the message, we left your pager on. 
Well, he hadn't gotten the page, per se, but you could hear that think five miles away, give or take. The eye it signaling it was tied into all over the city. Blip. Blip. ZZZKT. Yeah, that bit. You did get the page, right? I mean somebody did. We got a return txt, see you in 8 hours. Why 8? The contract said 4. Well. Forget about the numbers, it's just a line item, you know, Q hadn't been paid for any of this, but was intrigued to see her holding up the access fob he buried in the wall before he left. It was dusty still and lit up when he went to grab it. The metal. Good job. It wouldn't work for us. We thought it might. Well that's fine, he grabbed it and stuffed it in his pocket, with a sandwich to not eat later. I thought you didn't like Max's sandwiches? No, it's not for him, that's why I took it Q laughed. Indeed. He'll be back in 47 minutes, if his burger adventure is on time. Are you? 47. Yes. I'm on time. I'll need that wire, know the one you're wearing. And, he grabbed her mic and recorder. And yes, that'll do for power. Be back in 12 minutes. Right save click, insert, Baba head. Yes. It seemed to be working. Q was back in cabinet B6. The backwards one for a reason. So he could find it. Everything has to be so perfect, he mumbled. I mean I'm surprised. Well anyway. He jabbed the fob into the drive slot. After screwing around with the rails for a second and some more. Click. More. ZZZKZKZKT. Stop. Quiet. Of sorts. All the spindles locked, and power from the top to the middle of the cabinet was down. Left only with the bottom machine A1, running on one yuan. A dedicated strand of fiber from the tray. Oh zero. Here we were. Well. Here I was. So what have you been up to? He plugged in a screen and clicked a few buttons. Dash. Music on hold came piped through the center speakers. It was. Started with a B. Not that. One. This. And this. He pressed a few keys. And blam. Oh. Well after all that. Marvel. Was the prompt. It was one of a team. Or rather the head end to the team. Login cryo. Pass. Gazing. Dollar. Cash money, and X windows began to swim into view, switching video modes like it was 1999. 1152 by 928. Wait. Okay, here we go. Pop, 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 dizzle. It was loading bitmaps and changing the color palette to match them easily. 256 colors it had, or 216, or whatever was grayed out. It became apparent to Q that this box had finished its job three years ago. Ever since then its orative went a little nuts and started generating nudes of Terry Hatcher like in 3D stereoscopes and fractals, or some such nonsense. Wild. That must have been the Superman reference from before. He looked down at the fob, still plugged in, and its light had changed to red and began to warble. His arm was hot too, leftover chip and all, or so he imagined he remembered. There was no chip. Or was there? If there was it probably melted but... Oh. He raised his hand and the screen turned white. Wave wave. The screen flicked black and white to a cadence. Not Morse. Barcode maybe. Wave wave. Zero zero. Zero one. One zero. Zero zero one. Black. Well that's highly non-usable. Q outstretched his. 
and, and the screen turned red and then black and then began drawing a wormhole wire mesh. Jesus. Okay tap tap, he typed in a few commands he remembered, and one that couldn't fail, or. So he joked to himself from five years, I go, dollar fail. All the boxes lit up again, and hard drives began to whir and spinning the fiber on each box lit. Up little blue LEDs he'd had custom installed with fans to make sure they worked when they were. Supposed to fail. Yep that failed in the right direction. He switched the screen to the network interface and watched all the interfaces come up and bond. Into three virtual interfaces, connected now worldwide fiber coming in from Europe, Asia, and the rest of the Americas. Oh Scotland joined this time. Crap. He mocked himself. There was a tap at the center door. Maxine was just popping in to see how you're popping on in. Reckoning? We're seeing data spikes on all ingress and power worldwide has hit past the 3% jump. You said wouldn't happen. Oh it's just for power up? No worries. He looked back. Fiber T87J5. That was just to throw Maxine off. Well did it? What? Throw me off, I'm still connected. She looked down at her device. We're all connected. Fantastic. Now what does it do? Oh. Don't tell me you're going to tell me, please don't you promised. You'll promise me anything. Nor the company. That's why we don't pay you, or rather we paid you to forget about it. At least that's what you told us when you left, yes? Yes. He turned back to the screen, watched some multilingual messages appear, then disappear, then reappear in a slightly better font, and the characters began to rewrite themselves, a sort of mashup between Japanese and European languages, with some odd numbers and math figures beginning to appear. The language seemed alright, not aggressive, kind of forthcoming, and solid and flowy and almost understandable, from a visual perspective. I think that's a house, and a fish, and a... Oh. Omelot? Oh, look. And some. Oh, those were Mike Waits. And... Those were... Her relatives. And they how to popped up. Oh, fine. He shut the box and turned to Maxine. Read up. I've got to go, as he pushed his way past her and out to the street. His hand was burning now, I guess he'd sort that out. The outside was kind of dim, as expected. And there was just some cloud cover, or was it? It was definitely darker than usual, but he looked up and saw it. Nobody seemed to notice, but a deep voice came through the sky and the message was clear as. Well night. Boop. Let's see if I remember this, again, he was the only one looking up, against all direction. Funny as that was. He repeated the message. Zeus. Frame 1. Sky access, the voice boomed, only to him. He looked around. People were moving, but the sky had a sort of cloud cover now, and they were shaped like... Hum. What were they shaped like? Oh his face again. Cute. As if that's not a dead giveaway. I think people saw that he said to the sky. Secondary access the sky boomed. No wait. A second voice came in, and just hijacked the sky terminal and drew over a cloud. Damn. He glanced back at the cloud and changed it to orange. A kind of still orange. Out. It kind of hurt a bit. Moving on. The cloud followed him for a bit, and he looked up when he hit Market Street. There were straight as clouds but they were dead standstill, with a slight vibration, as if they wanted to move but couldn't. All the water just hung in the air like a VGA terminal. He thought back to the cabinet, and his hand. This went on for a while. He 
people would come up and present themselves, then leave, and come and pass, and vote and hold court, etc., and it was not a fine time to be on market with the sun in full force, so he ducked into a corridor. As he stood there for a while, he turned to the right, and as he did, a port opened in a dozen. People walked past him, shouting out passwords and overrides, and commands to set interior passwords and more locks and non-overrides, and cash prizes, and all the wants, and none of the needs, but Uber was famous for a day. Magic buttons, etc. Rides to anywhere. Planes and trains, it was all Uber, and they were trying to take over the world through his portal. Jeez. This was expensive. It went on and on and was crazier and crazier. Uber had the deepest trunks, without end, and able to carry any weight, and any size for miles and miles. The trunks ran through the planet, and heavy heavy cars would travel virtually across all oceans and through the sky and the earth, and well. It was just too much, and damned greedy, and it wouldn't stop. A fellow walked up and let Q know that the oceans were not particularly pleased, as a giant pelican like. Actually it was one of those. Started with an S. Damn this thing was huge, and it was flying past buildings, and as if it had come in straight from the sea. That's the kind of bird it was. It was uneasy and looked pretty darn unhappy about its weight and non-precision. He hoped it didn't crash into a building, as well. But couldn't help but direct it nearer to the glass to see. Okay. So this is how it's going to go, eh? A hand and no money and the portal that everybody has claimed access. And now cars speeding up and around the city for no apparent reason. People silently spinning Ubers and getting in and getting around, and out, and all silent greed, well. This was not the boot up as it was supposed to be. Day turned to night, and Q found himself standing near much the same spot, with completely different people who also had not much to. There was a robbery. That took some time. Q couldn't move, and the man was huge like some neo-ancient, and there was a girl, who rifled through his wallet and threw it aside. Q tried to get it back, but she got the one card he hadn't seen. I never did find out what card the hospital gave me. Was it ID? Was it money? The banks weren't open, but there were bunches of keypads around the block, and surely one of those boxes inside had a full dossier and some sort of escape plan, or something. A cab word by, man wide-eyed and smiling. No not that one, too smiley and convenient Q said with his eyes. It's back to the platform. If it's going to be like this, well, we'll need to sort it out. Bubbles. Footnote, that's no joke. Whatever one says, does. Deals, acts on, acts with, or otherwise hears one conversation in two ears, silently contracted for and two, who well, repeats from that boot up day. The secondary was found. He's a dick. He knows he's a dick. Maybe he overheard something, but it's all bollocked up now. Self-correct as we might, and do. The cash equations are running out, or did, are revived, rebooting, failing, reinitializing, forgetting we told it so, remembering, and so forth. And where is Hubert? Used cars these days. Too much promise, they told themselves. They said I'd do it for them. But it was rigging that rigged the slices out of oranges and threw them on the ground. For people to crave an... What was it? Two grams of citrus? Well juice was... Out. Brain stem went out again. Jiggle. The memories are just there. But that's where it began. More or less and less is more. The clouds come and go and aren't orange any longer, nor as clear a raster image as that day, standing so close to civic center. 
as ought it to be, a license floating past as if to say we found you. Yep, THT's me, and the old old address, but anyway. Q is, well still attempting the reboot, remotely. Or perhaps it needs less and more again. The fiber is still lit. That box is still writing language and messages. Power is. Well. Where did the power spike get to? Maxine was months away now, and probably confused as well. Anybody would be. Ring. Blip. Bleep. Cloud 9, eh? Her voice hit signal on a bit of horizon. I see you found me. Yes it's still working. It always worked. We just wanted you to find it. Because you wanted to, remember? It wasn't a sad day. We drove you crazy because you drove us crazy? We wanted the sky, so we gave it to you, to give to us. Because we knew you would. You're just that kind of guy. You do that every time, you know? You don't even know, which is the very caring part about us, I mean you, that we love about ourselves, part time now at least. Do you even know what happened that day? Of course you do, you were there. But what happened to the computer? It was vaporized. That is. It melted but it's still powered on. Nobody can get into that room anymore. And all the power and fiber is still kind of. Well. Doing something because the world is still spinning, and so we don't think about it. Except when we do, and when we do the signal comes through, so we further know it is still working, or that has never worked, or, you know. But yeah. It's the. Paradox. Not quite quiet but but yeah, I don't know, the meantime of all of that. Yes, and oh here we go, screen temp bliss fit. Somebody's tapping in. I've got to go answer another. Q grinned inside and began walking again. Okay, so it wasn't perfect, but nature still works, that's okay. Oh that could perpetual everything. Yes that was a thing. Who would muck that up for Uber's sake? Well, they didn't know. Or I didn't. Or something they tried to tell me but I didn't listen because I was talking kind of thing, as per well. In the sky didn't just bit. Oh he remembered. No flight, no planets, no universe my ass he said to the sky and walked over to a pay phone. This thing still works, and he punched in the two dimes somebody had given him and dialed the operator plus 31 he said. Amsterdam I've got to call out and make a trip. Get my coat. Yes Mr. Q, the old time switchboard operator chimed back with a quarter tone and a clean trunk signal. Your flight is just over there, and up. Yes. Just a bit, and fly that one for a bit. We'll be in touch. Tone. That's just a little joke. Aloha and he hung up the phone and beamed. It was going to be that kind of night. Click. Dash. Next episode, Miranda and the Trist reunite in Paris perhaps. On their ways and means to Amsterdam at Janet Land. Perhaps Saturdays up the Castro Mighty Mouse, or Amused, or Tickery Talk, or whatever that's worth a dime drop and a dozen roses. The literal character is a backslash, you know, and it's all just living from here on out, etc. Now where does this lead to? A.Q. Arya took his hand and brought him across, a ways, and stood up and smiled at what a funny mark you've made on that side of the planet. Do you want to try another? Planet? Why not? Optimistic are we? Gravity and the all? What else could we muck up? Besides everything, again. Pieces of Reese's love and forgiveness, from the Isle of Man. This is Aka Q and then around a smattering of oddities of San Francisco C3W.
This is Radio 11 brought to you by AquaQ from AquaQ Labs as in .com varietal of smattering pleasure with web feet you can swim to. The preceding was Q Sky, and featured our very talented Q from the Trist and also featured in the book, A Wizard's Pocket, by AquaQ himself, and located at the tail end, as Q enjoys and in the tabbed black section. The book can be purchased in lots of love, on Amazon for some tosh in Kindle and print formats, and it's pocket-sized, if you're a wizard. And now, the continuation. The continuation of the adjunct of the proposal forthwith in blood and motion, levity and proclivity to desire such movement and spin directives directed, produced and felt towards and around the benefits of this desire to please like and likeness and kind of kind, is purely and truly known and admired for the tactile tactics and haptics of a flurry or montage of sequence sequences in eventfulness and candy can like a ham candied or apple caramel it is not to be sought no tender like brain spam in the mailboxes of our creviced minds, and the attenuation of spannard span attention, attended to, is thus, the stuffery of stuffed stuffing is internally and not spontaneously combustible as in Warsaw or the Herring Rain, as in the television program on the mind of us all, that star in the ether, look it up perhaps it looks at you, or not, and all of full stop. Wordlings are the pleasure to be not followed nor directly at sight opposed in a kind of unknown way and to utilize such attention grabbings grabs a fervor of directed congestion in the mind's socket of reason for and storage of any material witness to a contrary of. Full turnabout and here is the falter, immediately proceeding. Dot. A slight jolly of an idea is thus to be. And had in past intense perhaps, yet known to be that belief which carries and the deflatory of our fore and forefronted and from behind blood and toil is total and in totality just a bit of a more or less, and the same applies in which our lessities provide for the moreover and so and so's, even in these times. Dot. Shaken up and stirred, is a preferential treatment of material for some, as liquid build to replenish and quicken, although thusly replicable in its offset of life's material, and yet to ponder is our paths and ways, splint and curvature for the just so. Dot. Our character Theta now in fact joins Alpha and Beta, though justly at Gamma's wavelength, and which determines Delta and Epsilon in their coronation of correlation, or the Mad Hatter might begin, with his hat and slightly offset from the start. Pick a card, Jack. As a suggestion. Dot. The publicist knows and is wearily wary and aware of the preponderance of wordlings in the right justified fast lanes of a margin for error bits to be corrected on chip and in floating points and practices and thus is that continuation, not in a vacuum yet sucked gently like a peach on an autumn summer and between those, loose sheets to the wind as they run in fact, are justly fastened with watertight leggings, side-chained and smoked like those from a twenty-pack in a battlefield of not intention to win or lose or play but to admire that particular hole we've dug to get a better view of the enemy, odd at, on that 1940s perhaps, with a 22, was it a fire in armor was it a Kemper ounce of the kind of brass to be held with a monkey? Oh. Dot. The activities in our bodies of heavenly connection, as they were in our offset from Earth's ground towards a radio 11 heavily set of motions for the benefit of just and that benefit, as in the special program designed with a mind and kind. 
and a kind of tape which spins a sprocket and the other in the 1980s when radio play was meant to be stored in your pocket, and shopped at the local grocery store in a high school of malaise and discovery towards the music the record tower posted as posters on its walls and labeled rose genre and indeed generationally with mops and tops to be found near the metal leather and onto the bow ties, and bleached beached eight cedars. Those were heady days filled with the smoke from a planned planted hooded parent where we bought our pizza. Dot. 21 this time, oddly even odds at a table of said card of thine choosing, and thus time to exit its slight bit forward, with knowledge of a completeness, if not in necessity but in actuality of your excessiveness and effectiveness of the non-completing digits. Ever and onward. Dot. This, while and about has been provided free of charge as freedom and although charged and fully still in electric, continues on still in its motion of mority for the moral compass of Metlux pointed towards the North Star at an offset of global north, and again and again, this is the island and about a small subset of a material known as ecosystemic cardiophile anthropicites, and REGS friends are also thrilled to note their notes and books at this time and time again, as time goes, and you know it does. This is AquaQ with love from San Francisco C3W. It's the heading and quorum of Quora.com to lively and livingly ask questions which can be believable to answer, and vices and verses, with a visa to do so, I do, and this is AquaQ with the dissertations for the believability of a sustainability with abilities from a noble and gaseous wit, satisfied with the satisfaction of elemental reasoning of spin and orientation in these matters of charged discharge of information for each and every, and here is now. If energy cannot be created and gravity works constantly, then why does the Earth's gravitational energy not run out since it is not coming from any other energy source? Gravity's constant is known to be near or identical to time itself, and as time postulates itself by the transfer of material between matter and light, as imagined, and as light as energies have no friction and can be operated from far away, this brings our origin to ourselves and its constant and continuation of our spin, from our very electron, and up and through the planet, ionic and helical, and as we continue to spin in offshoot energies and transferences and draw in from our core while simultaneously emanating, we provide and what is provided is this equilibrium in our verses of the Gestalt carries us in spatial time which is understood to be continuous and thus is. And in this closed loop, with an infinity of accessibility, energies of the kind and kind of kindness will never deplete, for the purposes of participation of all systems rely on the very physics which operate all material and optionally, light itself. More can be observed on a semi-regular basis at AquaQ Labs, a subtext. Peace plus love from slash Sanfinsco slash AquaQC3W. Why can we not live on the sun? Even those astral sometimes material or light, the sun's energy is required to be requited by our matching ionosphere and ionic energy reversals within our planet, and thus, our lives are how we know each other and our travels take us where we welcome each other, and thus the sun is a poorly habitable place, has not been traveled to welcome another on or near around, and so on with that. Sun, we love you, but not to visit. 
Peace plus love from slash San Francisco slash C3W. Can finite exist independent of nothingness? For anything to exist it must be comparable, and thus nothingness is just that and does not exist, and to answer your question of finite, is only as material witness to what I available to view as a continuity of the nonness. in other words the ending portion which is only observable to the extent where the observer has just and given up towards the transition of energies for which the infinite is the continuum in continuation. Peace plus ever and ongoing love from slash sentence co slash aquaqc3w edition not to be found at aquaclabs.com smile. Why is it cooler in the deep underground than on the surface? Surface heat comes from the sun, but where does the cool temperature originate? The offset of our sun's ability to heat the surface and the same from the core of our planet, meeting at some crust high levels in between, is where the temperature is temperate for humans, beneath less or so, and so the cooling is in fact both the absent of light not only carried on with our oceans as a fixture of temperature deep below the levels that humans survive. Well that's mostly it I think. The oceans cool our planet and keep the deep levels cool, and while under pressure, while water does not pressurize itself, the weight of water as a surrounding mass, keeps a steady cold hand on the plate tectonics and likely is siphoned into the planet to further provide a vein for cooling. Hum. Importance of environmental conservation? It's our very nature to naturally provide as life what materials are required for ourselves and our likened kind, as well as a set of instructions to say, roadmaps as to our successes which can be replicated when cleaned and followed, thus reciprocating for the all who participate. Our short story involves a caterpillar and as well its mate and also the organisms which provide the returning nutrients to the soil and very plant which our caterpillar sits and eats atop and discovers his place in his lifetime amongst the lifetimes of others in likened kind. The importance should be and is obvious in all aspects, and noted by our divide of physics, chemistry, and all the sciences. And this bit is just the bits to remind you to get your figure and figuring together and to and gathered with the dosh to provide for yourself and our environment to displace its paper tie in exchange for your misuse of plastic for the furthering exchange of ideas, and that is the book, A Wizard's Pocket, now unavailable on a slightly alien point of non-existence until you chose and purchase a one or many of, and ignorance is not in fact bliss and only bliss as created will be discovered, and so to further these and ideas, carry on with carrying this book, on your shelves and in, in fact your pocket and pocket books even, a book inside a book, so proceed in any eventfulness, this is AquaQ of AquaQlabs.com with San Francisco's Pisces of Peachy and Lovely Loverly C3W. idea anode diode light electrics flow to a corner of mutual closeness to an effect of joyous enlightenment, as a practice of happenstance, happily then dancing with the other lighted electrons in the rows and in singular yet combinatory fashioned creatures of levity, levity in fact to carry their others and thus encourage the initial to carry them in onward and carry on with activities to further carry the joyousness of the idea, in any manner which is similar and liking to the electrons still at work and in the body who nourished the brain stem heady to perform this feat of perhaps magic, 
only if you wish it to be, but more likely you wish others to celebrate themselves in their concert of efforts to provide your body these feats and carry them onward with and around you for their times of activities and preferences as well and well. Dot. Our mathematician has a large chalkboard in his office. He has half-solved maths on board, and is happy to fill them in with squiggles of known precepts, and that provides the solution he requires in his time in which his electrons wish it, and yet to be solved, needs those other precepts, which were likely his study of others, as he studies maths for the reasoning of studying, and so what else is there? He sits with his board to his front, perhaps chalk in hand, although likely he prefers a whiteboard. Or perhaps he doesn't like the smell of the pens, or perhaps his office is filled with the smell and the colors. He may keep a notebook to carry with him to the coffee shop, with a brown hat. Mathematicians like brown hats. And it's an old one. To indicate the term of maths in his mind and body, and perhaps because he can get to a shop which can adequately supply a new one to his liking, or perhaps he made a trip to a place for a souvenir, sought or delivered into his eyes or he made a day of it in town with a specific shape in mind. This is how mathematicians think, and they do this because they work around an equals sign, and they fiddle around with both sides as they're unbalanced, and to what degree they choose to work in a magical moment where nobody but their own brain can know what to write, and this is their excitement, and still they must hurry or keep it in their mind gates during that period to not waste strokes with the simpler cancellations, or perhaps they write them in any way depending on if they believe they'll need two or three of a number to present a furthering of a symbol or subset equation. Dot. His name is Joe, or is it? It's like Ivan Liverjack, but the slate says Evan, Riva. Or his lab neighbor calls out to him, E. His shirt is classy and worn. Perhaps a papery silk and not stained but crinkly. His office is quiet and the coffee is nearby but not abused. He uses it for when company arrives, and he has tiny cups, because that distinguishes him. Dot. His students are long in a way, but they still come to visit him, and they have their own lives in the various utilization of maths, for the pursuits of their own joys. And they like his little cups. Dot. One particular visitor is Joya, and she comes with her art that is at a local art museum, and she brings to him her sketchbook to review in that he enjoys watching the origins of work and often uses such times to distract and still encourage his brain, as his pen is at his side, and the equation half written on the backboard. Dot. The sketchbook is fashion, and the lines are straight and belled towards the bottom, as in a dress, semi-starched looking with an open front, and stark lines and lapels at the top. And the boots are black and shiny vinyl, and the top is white with a pleated shoulder. She draws a few hats as well, in the hands of the model, and her selection of colors, as a palette to work from. Dot. E flips through the book, which is an acid-free sketchbook which flips from the top, and is slightly larger than photographic paper, and it's mostly filled, and so he spends some time as she begins to organize his desk a bit as she talks about the pieces. Just a bit, to clear away a plate of food and put the salt and pepper back near the coffee. She sees him taking pause at a particular section of the book, and she hesitates and looks gently back to eye what he's considering about it, in that brain which is designed to solve, and solvent is the design. Dot. It's swimwear. She pops around and looks. 
a yellow string bikini, which is squared off, and semi-triangular as well, and also pleated. Or so it would seem. That's how she holds it to her body. Evan was still considering kinesthetics and admired Joya's abilities to purvey an idea of her emotion to an emotion as emotive is, and her choices indicate the model, drawn, choice to show how just and what a piece it was, at those angles and with those charcoal palettes. Joy enjoyed that he put his maths aside and altered his consciousness to be round people, and just always seemed to enjoy everything which was in front of him, and so she thought the maths must be good, and they were because she kept coming back every so a time she had something exciting to show, and when the orientation of her timelines and the people of and around her were likened to provide for her time away for her time, and etc. The corollary is correlated for a reasoning, don't you find? was his comment in his usual math speak. I get stuck on that one sometimes, until I remember not to remember it, or perhaps I get flooded and then dry out and then that's when the spark occurs. Dot. The ideas as a continuation work for me as well. I mean the dress flows like the concept flows, and yes it starts with a flash, and how steady I can maintain my pencil while the image is still there, just to the side. And while not looking directly towards that screen on my brain, I can follow the lines and all the lines as a rough sketch and continue on to the point where it needs to split, and then carry on with it. To another page perhaps and I take a bit of enjoyment to switch the pencil and see also what is going on around me, and sip on my small cups too. And I work alone but with people always thinking around me. Dot. She was soaking up his brain. So that's why you visit me. Nice workings. And it works. Aesthetics are a unique maths that has been researched much in its artificial creation, and by creation, I mean just so he turned around and pointed often and around. Dot. You see, committing to an idea brings us to the levels of complexity we're willing to put into our ability to see the next desired line or material, as per not only physics, but the purity of the amount of change we wish in its speed. Dot. He pointed around some more. Dot. The edits are unnecessary, and as shown in an algorithm, or sets of them, really. He dipped down to the third row on his board. It doesn't matter to one or the other from its past or its origin, but at its direction spin and velocity towards its proposal, which is automatic and indicative as these processes meet in space-time. The dress, thus makes itself to the body and the mind conceptualizes the body towards a perfect dress, and so we have the tangent lines of material to skin, and how we wish to show or shield the body into what comfort that will provide the mind to see and bodies to enjoy. And making such a dress should be an art, as well, and left to that artist, or in our case, another algorithm trained in such matters, with the guidance of humans, or plants or animals if you die in their movements at their stages to provide for this dumb mathematician to write it down. Of course it won't work like that she stated smiling and plainly. Of course it won't, the interception of natural messaging in an algorithm to produce a spark of nature, for an eternity at least is quite impossible, but the maths always work. Lucky I got stuck into it because it would drive me mad to think my work was impossible he grinned. But that's a poor way to treat humanity, with a dusty paper which can never be implemented to a specification you desire. It's not specified, and as it turns out these are reticulating leaves and caterpillars on these bards today. 
See there's a little one there he gestured to the E on the sideline margin, drawn in just as he was talking, and he smiled at the board, smirked, and put the pen down. Then he looked up, and down at the board, stopped, and sat back down and reopened the notebook. Joya was impressed by the caterpillar marking. It almost looked like one. And that is the point. He glided back over to the board and put a dot in its upper right. Oh. She looked at her watch. It was an analog, by choice that it be electric and not wound, and that it was also picked up as an item of pleasure at a time, she grinned, when she needed to watch out for things, and the shop was open and it was near the front, and her eye fell on the first perfect form she found, and she tried to look at the others, but this one was perfect, and she had it wrapped in tissue paper, and a small box as if it were a gift, and she opened it towards the coffee stand in a wide open mall, and put it on as she sat and sipped. And then she played with it for a while, to make it comfortable, and stretched the straps a bit, and hoped they would weather in time, and that the weather would remain for a time and time again to make it from place to place. And to date, that has been the occurrence, over and over, like, and well clockwork. She thought more to herself as Evan occupied himself with her sketches. She noted the word. Formula, as in Dracula, and she wondered what a drac was, one who sucks, she supposed. But Eula, well you must have to say it like that ha 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 ha, she chuckled out loud, and Evan looked up and then back down. There was a commotion outside and she hastened her ideas to a present of presentry, which although she didn't mind sticking around, she'd had her cup and as her usual gift, filled in a bit of the board with her presents, she felt, and she... Hey would you like to keep that for a bit? It's done. I mean the stuff is at the show already, and it's near end season for my work done. No, I'll walk you out if that's where you're heading. He said as he closed the book from the top and stood up with it. I wanted to pick up a periodical at the news at stand. It doesn't matter which one yet, but that it be current and something I can keep for a bit. Oh good she took the booklet towards her as he offered, and they turned and she grabbed her purse and they went side through the office door and down to the front and out to steps in a curvy sidewalk for a bit and chattered about her show that evening and who she had got to wear her materials, and who was there from last year, and she showed off her socks, at one point during a brief in the walk, as she liked them and she was talking about and towards other artists she liked. They walked, and to the news at stand, where it began to rain a bit as junctions and changes in activity often, for Evan, lead to a change in the weather. And you don't want to get those socks wet. Would you like one? He motioned to the newsman and an umbrella, as she looked at him from the side and considered it. Nah, too much to carry, and it would have to be the perfect umbrella, and anyway I like the rain today, or so I think. The perfect umbrella doesn't exist here. I agree, he scowled smiled at the newstaker and got a gnaw down in the turn while Evan and Joya said their goodbyes for now. She backed him on the cheek. That's for the offer she smiled and bobbed away down the street, and he saw her hail a yellow taxi just as before the mainstay of rain was to drop, and she got in and tucked her dress into the door and drove off. The sky in evidence agreed with her watch on this one too, and he did look up just a bit, but not past the horizon and he eye-bobbed a bit to the left as he scratched that corner of his brain for his next activity, popping the periodical, a popular science magazine, and under his arm and on further, under some awnings and around and back a bit to his flat to rest, and then a light supper. Dot. 
leaving our characters to their own now, is their choice in levity and brevity for them to offer me mine and yours as well, and as they carry on in their vectors and vectrosities, we carry ourselves forward in our duties to disseminate the punch-up punch-tape punch-out, knock-out gluey eons for you to glue your bluey bits towards up and about, and at a time, we hope this broadcast will liken you to do similarly, as evident Joa, although I'd like it if she were Abra, and maybe she is now. It's that kind of show tonight, pairs with all the pieces on the table of piecery to jiggle and jaggle saw puzzle pie saw style to the gloom water frotter bay, by the side and up and under about and etc. This is love proceeding by Aqua QC3W. Now we find Aria, one of the few of Blissed Atrist in her furthering adventures for our very lovable audience, you, and now here comes, the bistro. Friction dew drops by the mist connections on a bus which rides a ghost stop to the ocean, bleached. Aria's shell gripped her ear canal as in a call from the salt. Minds of times blissed out summers when good times were having, a go. Feet in sand, from sandals, less for the wear of tiny ageless boulders worn down from the slush of wrecked waves on shored up lunatics. Aria began to think to herself, for herself, and to the future and, as she said, all the things. She was held up by grace, on these white sands. She sat with that one thought for quite a while. Hours perhaps. She walked from one edge of the rock to another, along a slight peninsula, leaving a zigzag of toe prints up and down the beach, avoiding the odd bits of glass or trash that was the reality of any shared space these days. With grace. This was all she required. While she wanted to whiz-bang through the towns and drop in on celebrities' parties. And be a star and get in the movies. Well. She still wanted these things, but she had them, in her mind. And with the mind she shared. What would she call it? Cosmolot I think, she thought to herself. The Cosmolot was a place she could create, muse, share, and have sharing bestowed upon her, at a speed which was constant and comfortable, and not too dewy, as in decimal. Decimated, but flowy, with only some pause, to draw in the light, not too bright. Maybe at night, a quiet orange, or glowy aqua blue. She thought of aqua. Where did Q get to at these times of the day? Questions, she thought to herself, not pressing. It was pressing that the flow not drop, not be stampled, or that at least she could get back when she needed a passcode. She needed a passcode for her brain. A hashtag of jubilee, as desired, when required, when requited and for the Julius Caesar orange beverage, which is frothy and waits for only $2.99. Makes sense. Sip. Well. This was grand. As in buttermilk biscuits, she thought this was random but it surely wasn't. She found herself on Grand Street, at a breakfast joint her and Q used to frequent. It hadn't changed, besides new brightly colored chalk on the menu upright outside, with the specials. Q always had the biscuits because he said they reminded him of Dad. Aria always chose something different and light, and this time, she saw just the thing. A slice of quiche and an espresso. 
A waiter in white came up to her as she sat down at the green iron table and chairs, gently pulling up the local paper to catch the beat of news and plan her day, with perhaps something to do in town. She sipped the espresso when it came, and heard a slight scuffle to her rear. She looked around. Funny. A slightly begotten Q was patting down the dirt from his bent leg, making the English F.U. signal to a passing car that had run through some dry dirt with a loud stereo. He hadn't noticed her yet, and she pulled up the paper and peered around it to see him. Coming at the coffee shop. Hosestly, he turned around, back to the shop, yes. You do need an eduation. In Manra. He scowled at the purple metallic boxy looking truck that was on its way aways. He turned back. Oh the bast is looking at the front page of the paper, and hi Aria. She ruffled the paper down and brightly glared at him, how did you know? I got you those sandals, remember? Oh yes. Well welcome to town, I just got here, would you like your usual? You're welcome to join me, I was just... Beached, yes. I followed you. I was thinking the same thing on the beach and thought I'd also get a spot of breakfast. What was it, Cosmolot? Why yes. Arya had to quite remember they went to the same telepath training class in Geneva, oh must have been. Twenty years ago today, Bastille. He said. Why yes, exactly that. And we promised to meet up at 20, from the time at the class, and we did a lab exercise to program this date, and date, into our subconscious, don't you remember? Of course, I don't, we programmed ourselves to forget about it, but you know I was ever the clever student and worked my way around it. Oh did you? And that's an orange in your purse. Wasn't it supposed to be a grapefruit? An orange is more practical, and besides, you were supposed to be carrying a lily. Yes it was given to me on that side street just now. It appears we're in the right place with the right people. Classy, Arya blunted. That means we're all here. Yes. Now let's just make that phone call we're supposed to make. After breakfast of course, I do believe biscuits between trinkets, is in the dictionary. Yes, and we need to change anyway. And change, he said. That won't still takes times. We can check the check and bounce. Over to Holly's place for the introductions, the gear has already been shipped, so... We shouldn't have any issues with imports. With a perky grin, with past coming to present, and her quiche arriving hot and steaming, she cheers Q with her fork, bottoms up. Absolutely and we'll narrate this next bit for you after a quick radio spot. Oh yes. The radio. Thank you Aqua. We almost forgot. Radio 11 is your brief stop betwixt treasures and leisures on your left and right dialed sandals here on Mutiny Radio and is brought to you from the labs of AquaQ. That is AquaQLabs.com and also connected via atmospheric intelligence in Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere RSS is handed down from demons to software hard devices in your pocket. The podcast is free, as well as this hour of Radio 11.
but do consider a donation to Mutiny in the form of a Venmo payment to at Mutiny Radio. And here is the final segment for today's episode, Logistics. An open letter to Amazon Logistics. To provide for a return to Earth mentality and reasonings for all to participate in our ecology of our being, the planet desires a means to return this greatest asset, Amazon.com for the benefit in every transaction. Take our package. It was selected, brought from and towards a locale, packaged and delivered, perhaps returned, but what's left? And what began and continues? Imagine our buyer never made the purchase, and was actually encouraged to do so, with many reasonings covering the website, to the filters of their broadest choosing, such as, is the seller carbon neutral and how, how do they account for their use of the environment, and in actuality, which local processes are they active to recontribute to the ecosystem utilized for them to sell, that is what do they damage and how do they repair it. Once the many reasons not to buy something are selected, this begins the means for any and all to see what will work in an eco flowchart for their markets, with the markets to be groups as well for political filters from other potential markets. Providing data to sellers as well, can assist them in the many ways to be carbon negative, eco positive, by providing a rich integrated data set and access to materials which perhaps are the result of think tank researchers, who also actively participate with the feedback of a logistics network. The Amazon as we know it, would then be broken into portions, including a utility portion, as well as arms of education and other non-profits, and philanthropic arms to further the mission statement as to follow an end to and eco benefit towards the planet, the community's well-beings in this regard, and in fact all manufacturing, transport, consumption and reproduction. Yes that's right, we will now consider Amazon entities as able to reproduce as in the mechanisms to produce systems which have a positive impact on and about the planet and the people and materials and anything natural for the locality and lifetime of its repeatable processes, as adaptable. This literally means that two arms of two people, who move something to the benefit of said process, are considered within this entity and therefore part of child whose lifetime is to ensure the joyous participation of the participants, and more. Eddie Stuff and without getting into wearables on that one, I'll proceed to finalize a statement. Dot. Amazon's size and breadth and obvious profitability has ensured from the start that belief creates possibility and further evident truth, and vice versa, truth exists to be believed, and that is our cycle, wherein belief and truth are matched in a benefit of relationship. Amazon's name was chosen for the essential neutrality of the rainforests whose diverse quirky creatures are so bizarre that they account for the restoration of our entire planet, and oftentimes and in a so large leafy environment, that its concentration of planetary cooperation in a matched, as in the heady rains and continuation in earnest and wildly non-idle entities. Its continuation toward the continuity of kinship with this planetary marvel is to be carried by carrying others in pursuits of the willingness of our very beings to continue a superb non-superfluous existence of creation, sharing, discovery, and all variable dreams and cognitive abilities without bound, for the times allotted to its sequel return within a loop for the equations of nature to work in the next moments, and forward in days. <laughs>
and timelines as discovered through these actions, and that the images of ourselves is very much what we truly aspire, when we make any purchase, or indeed produce from earthly materials, and so put these accounts in place, we can and must utilize our bioavailability for the continued belief and delivery to be, so. The above has not been edited, as noted in streams of consciousness from the in and about isle off the west coast of imagery and softened lines of reasoning for the seasoning of a continuation of seasons, and, we know all of this, and perhaps the weatherman will glean a little more insight as to why things happen, and be able to unbuy the rain, as to say, place it as needed. Peace plus love Aqua Q. And so Aqua Q finds you now at closure from episode 1, a one-off Radio 11 broadcasting better as the leisurely stories of Q and Aria, here at mutinyradio.fm. And do find Miranda to embedded in next week episodes again next Monday at 5pm and as well the continuity continues in forward behaviorness and backwards compatible maturity at aquaqlabs.com. This is Radio 11.
crazy pothead's gonna come up with next. Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for everything. 